Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Amateur Footy Network podcast. Today's guest is Dylan Rice. Dylan, would like to tell yourself? Uh, my name is Dylan Rice, uh, sophomore at Ignatius College right now, a uh, business management major um, from Greece, New York. Went to Greece, you know, high school. All right. Um, so you went to Greece, Athena, and um, you never played DA. Mm-hmm. So give a little bit of a background knowledge of how your high school career went. Uh, well, growing up, like, I always heard about, like, varsity and how, like, awesome it was. And, like, all the hype around varsity soccer and everything, like, from the older guys. And then, uh, I want to say seventh grade, um, my two older cousins who played at Arcadia started always doing their varsity games. And, uh, just the atmosphere there was just, it was so cool. Like Arcadia versus at the end of the rivalry, all that stuff. It was awesome. So I really got hooked on that. And, uh, and coming into eighth grade, the, uh, the, um, varsity coach at Greece Athena, uh, Mike Butler and Bill Testa approached me and they, uh, they wanted me to try out for varsity and see how I would, uh, I would, uh, look against the bigger guys. So eighth grade, I went out for varsity and to pass the Tanner test, which was kind of a joke, but, Anyways, went off for varsity, uh, did really well. They liked, they brought me on. Um, started in eighth grade, became a starter after the preseason. I was at left wing, which was out of position for me as a natural midfielder, but I was the eighth grader, so I didn't really have that much authority. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you don't want to go up to them and start, start talking back as an eighth grader. But uh, anyways, coaches were tough on me, which is good because if they were – Anything else, I would not be where I am today. But, um, yeah, eighth grade, uh, there's a lot of kids my age that were playing club around me that started to, like, kind of disperse into DA type stuff. And I just like, kind of ignored it. I kept focused on varsity and, uh, and the club I was at, RFC. But, um, yeah, no, finished eighth grade. It was a great season. We won sectionals. Came into ninth grade. I had a stronger season. Uh, and then as I kept getting older, more kids kept going to DA. I was kind of like, what's going on here? Like, what's this DA stuff about? But, uh, you know, my club team at the time was doing really, really well. And I enjoyed playing Athena. So I thought, no point in going DA. Yeah. So you played for um, Rochester Football Club. For anyone that's watching that's not from Rochester, uh, they were uh, partnered with GPS, which that's more like well-known throughout the United States. Uh, tell us a little bit about like your experience mm-hmm. on RFC connected to GPS. Well, I started RFC when I was, I want to say 14, 13 or 14, middle school. But uh, the team was really well. We kept doing really good. And then next season, it just kept getting better and better. And then our coach at the time was Johnny Black. He brought in Scott Graham. And that's when things started to pick up with the club started to get bigger and bigger and GPS started to expand. And there was this like this uh, regional tryout. So like kids from Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, uh, just this like West, Western New York area all went to one place. Like the best kids went to one place and tried out. And if you made the regional team, kind of like a, was it OD, ODP or? Yeah, ODP. Similar to that type stuff. But um, yeah, you made the regional team. And then if you were good enough there, then you would go to national tryouts in South Carolina. 
So after a few good years at RFC, Scott Graham uh, sent me to the regionals, made that, and then I got sent to national tryouts where I made it first year. Actually, the first year there was no national tryouts. You just got selected. You're just yeah. selected. So I went and played Dallas Cup the first year, captain that team, lost in the semifinals to Chelsea's academy team. And then uh, the following year was Northern Ireland, where there was national tryouts. So you have to go um, to South Carolina to see how you fit in. But, you know, coming into year, the year I came off before that and captained the team in the semifinals, I was already, like, well-known in the uh, in the club-type stuff. And so when I got there, uh, it was, like, a similar core group from the Dallas team were there, and then they were kind of building kids in around us. But overall, like, RFC was so small compared to, like, what GPS had going on and the national team had going on. We were just, like, this tiny little club playing in, like, little tournaments at the time. But we we got our star, like, our, our my RFC team. We went to Jeff Cup, and we played against GPS Massachusetts, who were – like the like the pretty boys that's what you want to call the pretty boys of the club like gps massachusetts were the o2 boys they were their team and we beat them in jeff cup and that's where we kind of got our our name yeah so scott Grant was a great coach yeah it's kind of interesting that like rfc was like a small piece of the puzzle but for your age group yeah yeah guys were it for all of gps because i mean there is gps Mm -hmm all around the country at the time and unfortunately there's no longer gps but their idea that what you're saying is like they allowed you to play high school but it kind of was like ba type style of selection and stuff like that which i think was really cool that they were yeah yeah no for sure they uh they let us play the season like our coaches of Marcy would come and watch our high school seasons like we wouldn't train throughout high school or anything and then we'd start back up probably late November with our season school so um you went to Northern Ireland obviously how did that help with um like your recruiting process because like you were still pretty young when you went yeah uh the first the f- well at that age it's kind of same thing for everyone same thing for you it's like building a resume that you can use when you get to that recruiting process so to go there um and do extremely well for an american team so the way the tournament was set up is there's obviously groups and how you finish in your group puts you in either like the top bracket or middle bracket like there's five brackets so if you want to play for the super cup that's like the winner of every group goes to the super cup bracket and you play for the super cup so my first year uh, 2017. Um, we went there. Uh, we finished top of our bracket. We played two, we played a team from Australia, beat them. Then we played uh, Middlesbrough Academy team who their championship, English, second tier English. Uh, we tied them 2 2. And then we played some Northern Ireland team, beat them 2 1. So we finished top of our bracket. Made it to the uh, semis. Uh, we played Glasgow Rangers, which were a top academy team in Scotland, like top, top class. Uh, we beat them 2-1, and then we made it to the finals of the Super Cup. So the best two teams in the tournament were playing. 
and we were playing County Antrim, which was a county team in um, Northern Ireland. So, like, basically a regional team from New York, the best kids in that county. Yeah. But uh, they were so good. Beat us, I think, 2 nothing in front of, like, thousands of people. It was brutal. But, you know, you just to be on that stage, so many people, like, so many scouts, everything, they're watching you. So a week after that, I went to – I was recruited by uh, – Glasgow Rangers, they wanted me to go on trial. So I went there for a week after and uh, played with them, see how I fit in. And then we kind of like, it's kind of weird. Like, he didn't say no, he didn't say yes. He's kind of just said, like, we'll see you later type stuff. So then two years later, uh, we go back to Northern Ireland. And after that, they want me to come back again. But like I said, it's just building a resume for the recruiting process. Yeah. So after all that experience and everything and having a successful high school career with what'd you get what was your honors Mm -hmm. again uh like my my awards from high school yeah uh two all-americans uh three all states one all region and then like four all counties so at this point you're what 16, 17, and you have a pretty good resume. How did that help you yeah. recruiting? Like, what did you do? Were you emailing coaches? Were you getting emailed? Mm. Um, right before the pandemic, I was kind of like, okay, like I came off of my best year yet, my junior year, where I was just tearing up. I was my first All American, we made it to state finals. We uh, had a good year in uh, Northern Ireland, um, all this stuff. So I guess I'd put it as kind of like, I kept thinking I had time. But um, no, I was, I was uh, after my junior year, going into senior year, that's where I was like, all right, it's, it's like no time, I need to figure it out. So I would, I would email every coach uh, at like school, after every, every school that interests me. So I was like Maryland, Georgetown, Syracuse was number one. UNC, um, and Virginia. Those were like the five where I was like, those schools are where I want to be at. And um, just email, 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 follow up, follow up, follow up. And UNC actually invited me uh, to like one of their camps or something like that where they wanted, they were interested in me to play. And uh, you go to their camp and then at the end of the camp, they invite like back for a game so I got invited back to play for them to play like in front of the coaches and all the coaching staff and that's where you're playing against the DA kids and that's where it's like okay that's where you see the difference between DA and like public type stuff because they just had the it was just there's there's just some difference in those those kids coming out of the DA they're from uh like Charlotte FC uh FC Dallas Academy like all those DAs and um they were good but after that, COVID really came into play. And I was kind of like, oh, God. Because then you can't you, – you can email them, but they can't see you play because you're not playing. So it's like – and anyone can make a good highlight tape. Yeah. But after COVID, um, I actually didn't know about Canisius. And it was January of my senior year. So I had like four months left in the summer. And I was like, all right, where am I going to college? Yeah, and Dermot McDermott literally, bro. Like, I had like five months. So I was like, "All right, I need to like commit now." 
Yeah. And it was this was a week after I went on a visit to Mercyhurst where D two, but like top D two. And I just I didn't like it there. They were they had a weird setup with their program. They had like a B team. They had a roster of like fifty kids. But one of like is a B team, and then the top A team are the like their team that they play games with, but they could pick kids from the B. It was just a weird setup. I didn't like it. Yeah. Then Dermot McGrain reached out to me January and he was like, You're not committed yet? And I was like, nope, I have no idea what's going on. He's like, we got you. I got you a spot. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even visit. Nothing. He's like, go on a visit. You'll get $2,000 off. I was like, all right, say less. Dude, but, you did yeah, this, it was like last minute. He did the same thing with me. He just, I emailed him, and then he called me. He's like, if you want to come in the spring, I will take you right now. I was like, all right, bet. Yeah, just like nicest dude ever and i was like you just saved my life kind of because i had no idea where i was going yeah i remember we talked that january of your senior year at a lancer's practice mm-hmm. i was like yo like dermot told me that you're coming and you're like mm-hmm. yeah and then you're like so how's the school and i was like it's pretty cool and you're like i haven't visited i was like i didn't either yeah i had no dude i had no idea i was going in fully blind and then i went on a visit and i was like all right like it's Buffalo. Cool. It's Buffalo. Gotta love Buffalo. Wow, that wasn't bad. It was cool. It was cool. It was like a little hidden gem in Buffalo. I liked it. Yeah. But um, you ended up at Canisius. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone that's like a junior or senior? Would you just... That's in the recruiting process. Um, good question. Earlier the better. Like, if you get your name out there, dude, like, sophomore year, going into junior year, just get on their radar. It's so much. Don't wait. Do not wait. That's the worst thing you can do. You ruin your life. You wait. All all their roster spots are filled up by then for your class. So if you wait, you're done. So yeah. definitely get in as early as you can. Get your email out there. Go to go to camps. Just get out there. But um, I will say, like, looking back, if I knew there was going to be a pandemic, I 100% would have went DA, Empire DA. I had the option. They wanted me to go play, and I said no because our high school team was too good at the time. And uh, my RC team was doing really well in the pandemic, and that crushed everything. But DA helps and get out as early, like get your name out there as early as you can. Yeah. Yeah. No I, matter what division it is, division one, two, or three, just get your name out there. Yeah. That's what like the common theme of, of like people have been interviewing is saying like start early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if you think you're bothering them or not. I mean, that's just another time. Keep bothering them. Yeah, it's just another time that they're gonna see their your name in their emails or in their mailbox or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. also call them. Don't email them. They get a hundred emails. Give them a call. Yeah. Say hi. I like to introduce myself. My name is blah blah blah. I play for blah blah blah. I'm really interested in playing for you guys. And then you were customer. Yeah. All right. Last question I got for you. Um, how would you say that you like like juggle your time between playing Division One soccer and also being a student? Would you say it's hard, or would you say it's easy? Like, what are some things that you do? Um, in season is way harder for me personally than like 
out of season, like spring compared to spring, like fall compared to spring. Because you're traveling, like, let's say you have an away game, away game, back to back. That's 16 hours. I'm sorry, 32 hours a week where you're in a bus there and back, there and back. And it's like things can like start, like weeks can just mush together. So what I would do is um, I had like, like a, not a, not a, like in my computer, I have like a calendar where I can like, it alerts me yeah. when stuff's due. So I'll set like an alert for like two days before the assignment's due. So no, cause you're always on your computer. So anytime I open my computer, there's something there just to remind me to do it. But also the bus rides also help. It's like eight hours of just starts. You're just sitting on a bus, so I get a lot of work done on a bus. But um, definitely make sure you're up to date, write stuff. Down. That's the biggest one for me. Is just writing stuff down, yeah, setting alerts and stuff like that. But for the spring, because like you're not playing that many games and you don't have that many away games, it's kind of easier other than like the practices and the lifts. But yeah, no, for the fall, definitely set alerts. Uh, primaries and stuff like that yeah i mean the fall is brutal man that one trip we were on the bus for like 48 hours i swear dude dude it's not even like funny it's just like you just become like delusional like delusional after like the sixth hour of just sitting in traffic you're just like a zombie like i don't even remember it i was just zoned out for half the time you you can only watch so many episodes the manhattan Oh. That one was, that one's just ridiculous. Yeah, you can only watch so many episodes of Rick and Morty. Until you're just bored out of your mind. Yes, literally. Or you gotta, if, you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a Ryan Daggleman in the car, then uh, it usually keeps you on your toes. So Yeah, shout out to Ryan, though. Shout out to Dag. <laughs> All right, man. That's all I have. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you this summer and for sure for you guys this fall. Appreciate that. Same to you, man. Thanks, bro. See you, buddy.